Buyer beware, this podcast contains haunted housewares, possessed paintings, and nefarious knickknacks. All sales are final. Do, do you accept returns? Only from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Harley Paranormal. I'm Lacey, your purveyor of spooky goods. I'm Jerry, and I just learned what this episode is going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to be about haunted items. Neat. Like, uh, a house is an item in a general sense, right? No, like, specific items that you can buy without taking out a loan. <laughs> Which, like my debt, does go to the grave, so. <laughs> oh, okay, so I've heard of this. Uh, I did see a spoon that was supposed to be haunted by a guy's grandmother, <laughs> and he put it on eBay to get rid of it instead of just throwing it in the trash. You can make a killing with that, though. With a spoon? Oh, I see what you <laughs> did there. <laughs> I see what you did. That's why. That's what it was. It was haunted by the ghost of his grandmother because he killed her with it. And he was trying to get rid of the evidence. <gasps> Crack the case. I saw that listing 10 years ago. So it's going to take a while for me to dig that up and alert the police. <laughs> <laughs> it's far gone now. So we're going to be going over some popular haunted items. Okay. Very cool. Now, are these famous haunted items or are they like my lesser known but equally as terrifying <laughs> grandma spoon (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be doing some famous ones then some little goodies that i found okay i'm ready so our first one is the hands resist him painting the what hands resist him oh hands resist him i thought you said hands like hands christian anderson (laughs) hands resist him i was like oh weird (laughs) it's just a mermaid (laughs) (laughs) so hands resist him painting yes never heard of it sometimes referred to as the haunted ebay painting the hands resistant painting was found at an old brewery by a couple in California. They put the painting up for auction in eBay in 2000, claiming that the characters in the painting moved on their own and occasionally even escaped the painting itself. It eventually what? sold for $1,025. The painting is of two like sad-looking kids, one of which looks like a doll, like the little bendy bits Ew. of a doll, and it's in front of like this window door with little hands like reaching out towards Ew. the kids. Okay, I think I've seen this painting before then. Not in person. But I think <laughs> Yeah, because I've seen... you haven't been haunted and died. I haven't, yeah, to my knowledge. <laughs> it could be like the others. I could be a ghost and not know. <laughs> that, yeah, I think I've heard of this. I think the most unbelievable part of it is not um, not that the painting characters came out or that they moved, but that someone bought it for over $1,000. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I, um... All of our paintings are now haunted, so (laughs) if we go to sell them, we have to tell people. Yeah, the one with the trees, the trees Mm -hmm. sometimes come out of the painting and appear in our yard. (laughs) What about the footsteps that we have of our kids? Uh, Sometimes I hear them walking on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we could sell them now. Yeah, they're all priceless uh, haunted artifacts now. Are they priceless like a mother's love, or... No, they're worth something. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was so mean. (laughs) Okay, next we have the Divot Box, which is pretty popular. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. And we, we watched a movie about the Divot Box. Yeah, it has the comedian from Watchmen and... Is that the same guy? Yeah, no, it's the same. I actually don't remember the name of the actor. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, the comedian, like, literally, like, someone who told <laughs> jokes from Watchmen. I was like, there's no comedian. Oh, the, the guy, yeah. But most importantly, it has Modest Yahoo in it. That's true. So... Yeah, Modest Yahoo, he's like a rabbi exorcist. Yeah, 
and he 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 tries to drive the spirit from the dibic box yeah but he doesn't sing so a little i'm taking off a star i can live that with it one. <laughs> listen on this podcast we respect modest yahoo okay he is a king without a crown okay <laughs> derail the whole podcast oh god derail it for modest yahoo <laughs> Je- jeffrey dean morgan that's the actor's name oh who thank plays you the um that would have haunted my dreams so, the Divic Box made its first appearance on the internet in 2003 when it was put up for auction on eBay. Its owner claimed that he picked up the box intended to store wine at an estate sale in Portland, Oregon in 2001. It belonged to a 103-year-old Jewish woman. She said the box housed a Dybbuk or an evil spirit and should never be opened. The eBay seller gave it to his mother who immediately suffered a stroke and asked his sister to hold on to it, but it freaked her out because it wouldn't stay shut. By the way, a woman says something is evil and shouldn't be opened, and his first instinct is to give it to his mother. <laughs> I don't know that his mother suffered a stroke or that he had an accident with her, but like, I'm going for the latter. Also, she she was freaked out by the Dybbuk box because it wouldn't stay closed. Like, we had a cooler when I was a kid that wouldn't stay closed. <laughs> None of us freaked out about it. Like, yeah, boxes our fridge do that. gets stuck. It's just, it's, that happens. There's nothing to be freaked out about. Yeah. Now, I have heard of Dybbuks from Jewish mythology, and they don't normally haunt things. So, what's what's the story there with the Dybbuk box? Like, why did they why did the why did the woman say there was a Dybbuk in it? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so what I didn't ha- research what a Dybbuk was. <laughs> <laughs> so you're segueing into um, me having no knowledge. That's okay. What happened to the Dybbuk box? He tried to sell it to only have it returned to his doorstep with a note that says, This has bad darkness. It is currently on display at Zach Baggins Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Ugh. Was he the one who bought it and gave it to his mom like a scumbag? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think this is the third episode now where we've ragged on Zach Baggins. (laughs) I would like to rag on him less, but he sucks. He's so raggable. He's so raggable. (laughs) He's he's the ragtime paranormal investigator. (laughs) But he, so he has it at his Museum of Haunted Artifacts. Yes. Which, by the way, the fact that that place is in Las Vegas tells you everything you need to know about the authenticity of anything in it. Also, I am very um, concerned that, not concerned, I'm very interested in the fact that glass boxes can- Like can contain ha- evil things? Yeah, without incident. Yeah. Like Annabelle is in a glass box. Robert the Doll is in a glass box. Yeah, so what is it about glass? It doesn't even keep light in. Like, I don't <laughs> understand why it's supposed to keep evil in. And if it's as easy as that, just keep your windows closed. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't understand that. So is the Dybbuk box in a glass box? Yeah. Do you think it's like 13 ghosts? <gasps> oh, and they had the walls with the, the spells yeah. inscribed on it? No, I don't think it's like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all I right. don't think Zach Baggins would take the time to do that. I think he, he stuck stuff in a glass box and then spent the rest of it on promoting the sale of those tickets. Yeah, I could get that. So what happened? They never were able to resolve the Dybbuk? No. So it's just a haunted box? Yeah. What happened to the people, like you said, his mom suffered a stroke and that his sister was creeped out. Did anything else happen? Um, no, not that I could research. Holy crap. In the, the movie, The Dybbuk Box, all kinds of crazy shit happened. Like, yeah. it attacked the kid. It attacked the mom. Like, it was killing people left and right. Yeah. Like, uh, did, did it kill Modest Yahoo? I don't remember. Um, I'm not going to say that for spoilers. 
but... It didn't kill Modest Yahoo then. <laughs> nothing could kill Modest Yahoo. So basically that was the fate of the Dybbuk box was it ended up in the hands of Zach Baggins. It's not haunted, obviously, because he has it. <laughs> or it's done so much evil that its um, penance is to be stuck with Zach Baggins for the rest of its days. Oh, <laughs> that's worse than what the Dibbit box did. I to be actually honest. feel bad for the Dibbit now. <laughs> so next we have the Tomb of Tutankhamun. Wait, is the Tomb of Tutankhamun on eBay? No, these are just haunted oh. <laughs> items. Not all of them you could buy. I thought they were all things on eBay. I was like, wait, what? You could buy that? I've been wasting my money. <laughs> All who enter, whether it be a grave robber or an archaeologist, are said to be struck with bad illness or death because of the curse of the pharaohs. The first to die was the canary that was rumored to have led the archaeologist to the tomb's hidden location. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, uh, they, they used canaries um, when they were entering these tombs because there was organic matter in the tomb that could break down. Mm -hmm. And the tombs were airtight. So they could go in and there could be like methane gas like trapped hmm. in the, the room. Also, they did booby trap some of these rooms. So they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, throw a canary in there first. Some say it was eaten by a cobra, a symbol of Egyptian royalty, while others insist it wasn't even killed. Soon thereafter, archaeologist Howard Carter's financial backer, Lord Carnarvon, died when a mosquito bite became infected. 20 more deaths of people would get blamed on the curse by 1935. Skeptics suggest coincidence or deadly fungus from the tombs are to blame. Which, yeah. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, I, I know a little bit about that story just from being interested in the macabre and the <laughs> occult. But yeah, it was he, uh, Lord Carnarvon's death was like the first big one that people started to blame on the curse. And then it just kind of went from there. Like it never really, every bad thing that happened connected to the, the excavation they blamed on the, the curse of the, the mummy's tomb. Not opening up an airtight room. For thousands of years. Yeah, definitely. Me, personally, like you said, very skeptical. Don't believe in ghosts. Don't believe in magic. But if you were like, yeah, the mummy's got a curse on his tomb, I'd be like, well, let's just not go in there. Like, Because <laughs> I'm always open to the idea that I'm totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and mummy curses are real. <laughs> <laughs> I like out of all the things we talked about, everything we've discussed, mummies are what sent you for I'm you? Not just mummies, but their curses. I'm not so arrogant as to believe that I know everything. And in the event that I'm wrong, which I mean, historically has been pretty spot on. I'm wrong mm -hmm. most times. I don't want to be wrong about a mummy's curse. <laughs> I would go in because Emotep is a piece and I, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You mean Emotep from the mummy films? Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Okay, so next is the Bassano vase. Hold on, can you imagine if you opened up the mummy's tomb and you go in and it's Arnold Vosloo in that little loincloth and that's all that's in the tomb? He's just <laughs> chilling. What would you even, like, as archaeologists, what do they do? They just go, oh, 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 sorry, we thought no one was in here. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a chiseled, sweaty man in here. Weird. I mean, that's what all archaeologists want, I think. <laughs> that's what they're hoping to find. They're always really bummed that it's just like a decrepit mummy. <laughs> Oh, we got here too late. This one's all gross now. <laughs> anyway, about my vase. The Bassano... Oh, I'm all messed up. It's Emotep. Arnold Vosloo on the brain. <laughs> the Bassano vase. Legend has it that the silver vase made in the 15th century was given to a bride on the eve of her wedding near Napoli, Italy. Sadly, she never made it to the altar as she was murdered that very night with a vase in her hands. Side note. Why was she holding the vase while she was being murdered? Maybe she was about to, like, conk her dude on the head with it, and he caught her. But, like, she didn't drop it. Death grip. 
<laughs> Kung Fu grip. So it was in her... Yeah, why was she holding a vase? How was she murdered? It doesn't say. She was just... Mur- she just died of vase holding. Yeah. <laughs> the curse of the mummy got her. <laughs> that's really bizarre. I mean, also, that's a weird reason for someone to haunt an object. Yeah. Okay, weird. Yeah. From there, it was passed down the family line, but anyone who took possession of it is said to have died soon thereafter. Which... Stop passing it down. Break it. It's a vase. <clears throat> After these deaths, the family boxed the vase away. It resurfaced in 1988 with a note that said... It resurfaced in 1988 with a note that is said to have read, Beware this vase brings death. However, when the Bassano vase was auctioned off for about $2,250, the note had been excluded from the item description. The pharmacist who bought it died about three months later. Three more deaths of new owners followed until finally the vase seemed to go dormant. When a desperate family demanded the police take it away, it has not been seen since. Like, break it. I don't understand. This is like a a really common thing with haunted objects, where it's an object that causes death, destruction, whatever. And whoever owns it just keeps it in the family. Yeah. They never get rid of it. Vases break accidentally constantly. It's a, a major component of what a vase is. Easy to break. You see it in movies all the time. There was an episode of Cheers where it broke. (laughs) They break all the time. So the fact that they were just like, no, let's preserve it and keep it tells me it's not haunted at all. It's just a thing they like to have in the house and they go, oh, it's haunted, blah, blah, blah. It's been in the family for so long. Because no one in their right mind would keep something like that if it was deadly. Like if I I brought to you a, a vase and I said, hey, so once in a while, this vase will emit a toxic gas that will kill anyone (laughs) in the room. And they go, well, how often? I go, it's random, but it can go years without doing it. You would not keep it in your family. You would go, oh, well, let's get that the hell out of here. And that's what these people do. It's something, you know, dangerous that apparently kills people or or causes destruction. And they're just like, oh, well, it's an heirloom. We're going to hang on to it. No, psychotic. Wait, I have a theory. Okay. Okay, it doesn't say who made this vase. And she died while holding it. What if there's like poison on it? Oh, and that's how she was murdered. Yeah. So then every time someone touches it, there's like a film or something that's poisoning people. That's a pretty good theory. I would want to know more about how she died. Yeah. Poison, obviously. Our next one is the Thomas Busby stoop chair. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. Thomas Busby was from, I'm sorry for this pronunciation, Thirsk, North Yorkshire. That sounds about right. Okay. People from that area, uh, tell us if that's right, please. But also, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. In 1702, he came one day to discover his father-in-law, Daniel Audie, sitting in his favorite chair at the coaching inn. This sparked an argument, resulting in Audie threatening to take back his daughter. That seems really unreasonable. Yeah, that's that's extreme. Yeah. That night, Busby went to Audie's home, bludgeoned him to death with a hammer, and hid the body in the woods. Which, I mean, I do have a favorite chair here. I like the way you read that, though. Like, bludgeon it with a hammer and then hit the body in the wood. Like, that's just what you do when you bludgeon someone with a hammer. I mean, what else would you do? You can't bury him in the backyard. You can't toss him in a well. They gotta go in the woods. Yeah. Hammer murders go in the woods. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the body was found. Busby was tried and convicted, then subsequently hanged, tarred, and left in a gibbet by the side of the road opposite of the coaching inn. That's really adding insult to injury, because they hanged him. Yeah. And then they put tar on him and then just left him hanging there. Yeah. I mean, he bludgeoned a man because he sat in his favorite chair. All right, I guess that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's said that on the way to the gallows, Busby requested a drink of ale at his favorite pub before a sentence was enacted. As he finished, he said, May sudden death come to anyone who dares sit in my chair. The chair currently occupies a spot in the Thirsk Museum. Terrible fates have befallen many who sat there, from brain tumors to car crashes. A decision was made in 1972 to hang it from the ceiling, preventing anyone from sitting in it ever again. Wait, car crashes? Did, like, they sit in the chair and a car crashed into the pub? <laughs> what do they mean by that? That's insane. That can't be what happened. That can't be what happened. You don't sit in a chair and then a car just, like, pummels a pub. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but doesn't hurt the chair. <gasps> the chair is on. This is more conjecture and hearsay. <laughs> that is a pretty crazy... So what do you think is the deal with that kind of thing? Do you, do you think the chair is genuinely haunted or is it, like... So, like, most curses... By the way, I love curses. I think it's really cool... <laughs> That you can put a whammy on a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just anyone who comes across it is going to have to deal with negative consequences. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. But all curses are pretty much boiled down to, you know the curse is happening. So when something bad happens to you, you go, oh, it's the curse. Yeah. It's all just coincidence. Do you think that's what's happening with this this chair? Yeah. I. Why would the universe or whatever higher power let this guy curse a chair? And hurt innocent people. Well, why would such a mechanism exist on a cosmic level? Why would you just have to say, oh, whoever sits in this chair is going to meet a bad end. And then the universe just obliges. And like, oh, okay, yeah. he said it. I guess we have to do it. Because this doesn't apply to any other part of human life. And no one ever just goes, all right, well, whoever sits in this chair becomes a millionaire. Like, <laughs> never happens. Has anyone tried? I try constantly. <laughs> I am constantly cursing furniture, kitchen utensils, the toilet. <laughs> everything in this house the next you person do curse the toilet i do oh, <laughs> so rude i go the next person who sits here is gonna have a lot of money suddenly <laughs> and so far that's not happened so i think it's because you're trying to curse yourself no i say anybody i specifically indicate that it is anyone who sits in the chair <laughs> unless the cats have somehow come into money and not tell us about it i feel like they would yeah oh gloom for sure she's yeah. definitely coming to money and not said anything about it <laughs> She's been getting fat lately, and I know it's we haven't fed her anymore, so she's eaten on her own. She goes out to restaurants with her her cursed windfall money. She definitely doesn't tip, though. So we don't believe that the chair actually is cursed. No. No. Next. <laughs> okay, so we have haunted eBay items. Yes. So if you do a search on eBay and just put haunted items, you'll come up with so many it's a whole section of ebay yeah. actually they, they they almost have categories for it now yeah it's metaphysical items and paranormal items yeah because i thought paranormal items would be you know uh emf readers and evp recorder yeah. but no it's it's a whole section just for haunted crap yeah so on there there are like possessed dolls cursed jewelry and a haunted miniature pirate ship that is advertised money riches and treasures it, the, it provides these things or it will take them from you? Provides. So it's like a good luck that's haunted not, item. That's. I don't think I've ever heard of a haunted item that brings you good luck. I mean, we might have to buy it. I'm surprised that items become haunted so easily. You, you know, like the lady was holding the vase and she dies and then she haunts the vase. Or there's the... She sh- died, she died. <laughs> or the guy sat in his chair and he cursed it by saying something. It seems like things should be haunted on a much greater uh, level. There should be far more things haunted if it's so easy to do. Yeah. And haunted by all kinds of things. Not just by a human spirit, but like there should be like cow ghosts and goat ghosts <laughs> and like, you know, sparrow ghosts. 
there should be tree trees should be haunted by birds like by spirits of birds but they're not and uh, how do we know oh i've never seen a, a bird ghost i mean i haven't seen any ghosts okay well let's see i think i think we can't really call into question whether or not the ghosts of sparrows are a thing if we can't even really establish that ghosts are a thing maybe that's what wind is <laughs> I like how one episode, like every episode, I break you. <laughs> every episode you say something and I'm just completely at a loss. <laughs> Do you think that's what wind is? Yep, wind is actually bird ghosts. You heard it here first. <laughs> but you don't know that that's not true. Real quick, what shape is the earth? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows it's a star. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> so one item I found was a porcelain doll named Letitia. It's advertised as a porcelain spirit doll for $41.97. That's such a weird amount. Right? Maybe the doll told her that's how much she was worth. Well, I mean, girl, make your standards higher. Throw some zeros on there, damn. Right? So this is the description. About a year and a half ago, I received items from my grandmother's estate, including some dolls. As far as I know, grandma was not a doll collector, at least not on purpose. I would describe her more like a hoarder. So I don't think she knew what the dolls in her storage unit really were all about. After I brought them home, strange things started happening. I did some investigating and found out that paranormal activities occur in dolls and other objects. And guess what? Some of Grandma's dolls showed signs of this. She didn't really say what they were doing. It was so inspecific, yeah. Just yeah. strange things started happening. And that she googled something and it yeah. came back that sometimes paranormal activities associated with haunted objects. Like, what did she Google? Like, is this doll haunted? <laughs> Ten signs that your doll may be haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Over many months, with help from a new expert friend of mine, I've evaluated each of the dolls and found that only a few of them exhibited signs. Why only a few? Well, I mean, they can't all be haunted. That would be ridiculous. Why? No, why would any of them be haunted? <laughs> what I want to know again is, what are the signs? Th- this, Especially if this is like her description on eBay, she's trying to sell these things. Like, yeah. They would have a lot more weight to it if she could tell us what the signs were. Yeah. Is it like they had a 666 on their forehead? Or like, <laughs> you know, th- you couldn't see them uh, on cameras. <laughs> they had no reflection. Like, I mean, what, what are the signs? I'm interested, I mean, not just from the, because I want her story to be as detailed as possible because it's easier to pick apart when you have more details. Yeah. But also just from like a, a skeptical you know perspective, I want to mm-hmm. know what are what is the criteria under which you judge a doll to be haunted? Yeah. Our daughter has dolls. Our son has dolls. I would like to know what to look out for. I wonder how many haunted Thomases he has. <laughs> Thomas the Train, his yeah. haunted trains. They all have haunted eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead. I have a full-time job and a full-time family, so honestly, they're becoming more of an emotional and spiritual drain. Therefore, I've decided I need to rehome most of them. Like a dog. I need to rehome them. I need to adopt these haunted dolls out <laughs> to someone who will care for them. I don't know, maybe throw them in the trash? Yeah. That is never an option to people in these situations. Yeah. Whether it's Annabelle. Uh, well, I guess they did throw Annabelle away, but she came back. Yeah. So cut her legs off and then throw her away. Yeah. Robert the doll, they they didn't just throw him out. Mm-hmm. Chucky, they didn't just throw him out. The, the menagerie of characters from Puppet Master, no one just <laughs> threw them away. Just throw them away. They're, they're, if it's an object that's haunted, get rid of it. I don't yeah. understand this. Well, it's time for me to get rid of them. They're a drain on my spirit and my... M- so you're selling them on eBay? <laughs> Take them to Goodwill. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great idea. 
It goes on to say, Letitia is the last of my grandmother's dolls. She inhabits a 15-inch porcelain doll with a soft body. Her EMF reading is moderate, and she communicates... Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. She communicates via lovely sunset aura. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How does one communicate through an aura? It's already enough to try and get us to believe that the doll is haunted with your basically vague and non-existent description of why it's haunted. Because mm-hmm. she describes no activity. She describes no... She says strange things occur, but she didn't say what. Was it like, oh, the milk was supposed to expire on the 15th, but on the 19th it still tasted normal. <laughs> then she also goes into talking about the signs to look for, but gives no description of the signs. Yeah. Doesn't really describe how it's draining or anything. Doesn't tell us anything that it's yeah. done. And it's just like, oh, it communicates via an aura. And it's like, <laughs> oh, come on. You know, she saw the signs and it opened up her eyes. She saw the signs. I'm going to go back to the old uh, the old quote. I don't know who this quote is from. Um, I first heard it from Tim Minchin, which is, if you open your mind too much, your brain will fall out. <laughs> also, it's worth noting that Letitia is also a dreamwalker. What is a dreamwalker? I have no fucking idea. You can't do that. You can't just create a concept and then describe an already vaguely described item with that concept. Yeah. And offer no explanation. A dreamwalker? Is that... What, what is that? She walks... In dreams with her lovely sunset aura. I wonder if she just had a dream about the doll and it was like, oh, the doll did that. <laughs> She's a dream walker. And then she goes on to say stuff about Letitia, but she doesn't say whether it's the spirit that inhabits the doll or the doll itself. What stuff? I'll tell you. From what I can gather so far, Letitia lived in Hawaii in the 1930s. She and her husband were shopkeepers near a beach that was popular with tourists. Oh, that accounts for the orangey sunset-looking aura. Oh, dang. It's a Hawaiian sunset. (laughs) I have not yet been able to get a good grasp on how and what age she died. Letitia means joy and happiness. She would, spelled W-O-O-U-L-D, would be a wonderful companion to anyone. Ships USPS from Smoke-Free Home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so strange phenomenon around the house. The doll is draining her emotionally and spiritually. But, but would make a good companion to somebody? Yeah, she has a sunset aura, but she's a drain spiritually? And also, it comes from a smoke-free home. Oh yeah, that's that's the breaker for me. That's the deal breaker. <laughs> oh well, if she smells like smoke, I certainly don't want this haunted, soul-sucking doll in my house. Yeah. And then I'm so... Absolutely ridiculous. I'm so confused because, like, she says she lives in Hawaii with her husband. Is that the doll's backstory? Like, how do we know what spirit is in the doll? Like, how do we know Letitia as a person? How does Letitia communicate any of this with an orangey color? (laughs) How did she just see the color and she's like, oh, she lived in Hawaii with her husband? How are you discerning that? Yeah. Oh, I can't get it. Uh, I can't nail down her age. And it's like, right, because orange doesn't translate to numbers very well. <laughs> so, one of the haunted items you can buy. Are you ready? You can buy all of them, though, can't you? This specific item is different than the rest. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Its title is Haunted Ring of Weight Loss and Beauty Transformation, in all caps, which is owned, $29.99. What? What? Oh, come on. That's... I believe now more in the doll (laughs) than this. It's a haunted ring of weight loss. Yeah. Is it like 
like an accursed amount of weight loss, like in thinner. Ah. Oh. Like you put the ring on and you'll wither to nothing. Or is it like, well, wait, what if you're too fat to put the ring on? <laughs> what happens then? I don't know. But, okay, so I worked at Claire's for a couple months, and this ring is definitely from Claire's. Oh, there was a picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's a Claire's ring. Yeah. Well, they didn't say it was forged in the heart of Mount Doom. They just said <laughs> it was owned by witches. Witches gotta pay bills, too. They probably worked at Claire's. <laughs> Would you like to hear the description of this item? I've never wanted to hear more things in my whole life than I want to hear this. <laughs> Welcome to the realm of mystery. I have been a collector for many years. I travel the world in search of new items to buy and trade. My collection and knowledge of these items are very special to me, as I am always looking to add to my collection. This hobby of mine is a lifestyle, and I would love to add to my collection of items while sharing my current collection with you at the same time. If you have any questions about my collection or items, or interested in others, please contact me. I'm always adding new items. Is she just like going to murder scenes and nicking things <laughs> off the bodies before the police get there? Murdered Claire's. Murdered Claire's uh, customers? Yeah. So it only has like a little blurb about the actual ring. It says, Ring of Weight Loss. The owners and creators of this ring was the southbound Coastal Coven Witches. A very great ring personally used by me. Must be 18 or older. I'm sorry, it says must be 18 or older? Yes. Why? What? What? Maybe only adults can partake in the occult? That's definitely not true. That's definitely not true at all. Because the omen, that little boy is, is definitely heavily involved in the occult. And he's like <laughs> seven. <laughs> he's like one of those kids who like looks like a kid but is really a grown up, like an orphan. I think this is a hypothetical kid and we're getting kind of caught on that. <laughs> I kind of want to know why you have to be 18 to buy her haunted plastic ring. I think maybe you should be adult, like, before... Before you start worrying about weight loss? Yeah, like, like body shaming should really wait until you're 18. What is it haunted by? She said owners and creators, and then she says it's like a coven of witches made it. Then she says it's haunted. So did they make it like they cast a spell on it? Or is it haunted like they trapped a soul and made it work on the ring? I don't know. I have so many questions! <laughs> That's my problem with all these listings, is they never mention enough about the item. yeah. They give you just enough to get you interested, but not enough to like, like you would never buy something from a regular store that had such a little description to it. Yeah. You would never buy like a camera or a DVD player that I don't think people own DVD players anymore. <laughs> you would never buy like a piece of, you know, furniture or a camera or something that had such a scant description to it. Yeah. But if it's haunted, allegedly haunted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put as little as you want. Who cares? I think when I'm old and, like, decrepit, I'm going to try to just keep, like, every day making sure I curse one innocuous item. And then, like, write a little bit about myself so then they can have a good gauge of who I am as a person. Like, they know who they're getting haunted by. So you're just making horcruxes uh, in your old age? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't really kill people in order to do it. I just keep talking to it over and over again, like a... Oh, you just tell it to do cursed things. Well, that's what worked for that guy in that pub. That's true. He did just say things. I'm really interested in what she means about, like, making haunted rings. Yeah. Do they, like, cruise nursing homes? And they're just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we think Wendell over there is on his way out. So he's just going <laughs> like, hey, uh, Wendell, could you, uh, I don't know, could you just say a curse at this ring real quick before you kick? <laughs> uh, I'd love it if this could be haunted by your spirit for all eternity. Like, <laughs> well, how do you make haunted items? I mean, obviously the way you make it is you buy an item from Claire's and then you just tell people it's haunted. Yeah. That seems to be what's happened here. 
but yeah, no, 100%. There's no way that that's supernatural in the slightest, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think plastic can house a spirit. Why can anything house a spirit other than <laughs> glass? We've already known that glass boxes totally work. Huh. I don't know. I guess I didn't think it could absorb. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of haunted items, I don't think of like plastic rings. I think that needs to be in more of the descriptions for more of these haunted items. Like, you know it's definitely haunted because it's made of spirit-absorbing material, <laughs> such as glass or wood or bones. <laughs> Let's sell something online and see how it goes, and then we get update everyone. Make a list. Well, we couldn't We couldn't take the money. That no. would be immoral. We, we'd have to, we'll donate it to the local animal shelter. <laughs> Deal. There you go. One thing I would want to ask the listeners, are there some objects that feel like they're more likely to be haunted than others? I know a lot of people have issues with mirrors or portraits. They, they, they seem to be part of, you know, folklore as often inhabiting spirits. But I would be interested to know what are some objects that people like make people uneasy. Yeah. You know, they're just like me. I hate porcelain dolls. My mother had a ton of them when I was a kid and none of them were haunted. They're just creepy. <laughs> that you know of. They were in a glass box. That's true. We did keep them in a glass case. Is that why we keep things in glass cases? No, because my mom also keeps like nice dishes in that glass case. Haunted dishes? Maybe. Hey, those dishes are porcelain. And as we know, porcelain conducts spirits very well. Porcelain is highly absorbent. <laughs> it is the sham wow of spiritual <laughs> mediums. Could you put a spirit into a sham wow, do you think? No, because I think they're partly uh, made of some kind of plasticky synthetic material. Oh, and as we know, plastic does not house spirits. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that. You did the research, not me. And I have a, another question. What would you put your soul into that would house your spirit? For how long? Forever. If you had to pick one item to Nothing put your spirit into. Nothing lasts forever, Lacey. Diamonds. Have you seen James Bond? They definitely don't last forever. What if you're in a diamond? And then the person who wears the diamond is a murderer. And then they try to put their soul into the diamond. Do they do that? Do murderers try to put their souls in things? It worked in Bride of Chucky. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what happened with that ring from Claire's. Maybe the glass uh, rock in it is actually what held the supernatural being. <gasps> the... Well, they didn't say it was a supernatural being. They didn't say it was a ghost even. They called it haunted and then said it was basically made from witchcraft. Yeah. So that's not the same. Are witches haunted? What? No. They're just people. <laughs> well, she said haunted and witches, so... She didn't say haunted witches, though. So you have to put those two words in that order, or it means something different. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take this opportunity to make some more recommendations to our listeners. Uh, the last episode, I made some recommendations for some podcasts that I liked. Um, I have some more that I would like to make. Recently, I have been listening to a lot of episodes of The Forensic Files. That is hosted by Dr. N, who is incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable and has one of the most soothing voices I have ever heard, especially given the stuff she has to talk about. Wow. My voice is not soothing. I said one of the most soothing I've ever heard, not the most soothing I've ever heard. I, I worded that very strategically. <laughs> My voice is so soothing. ASMR. So if you're interested in a voice that is very easy on the ears and forensic psychology, which is mostly what the podcast is about, I highly recommend you give her a listen. You can check her out on Spotify. I believe she's on Apple Podcasts as well. Give her some of your attention and give her some downloads and some reviews. Another podcast that I've been a longtime listener to that I've really enjoyed is called Old Gods of Appalachia. This is kind of a, uh, almost like a radio play kind of 
podcast where they tell these very interesting and long-ish stories about the sort of turn-of-the-century Appalachia, where we were still taming the uh, the wild Appalachian mountains, delving into the dirt, delving into the earth, and pulling up the riches that we could, and in doing so, awakened some pretty old and pretty angry things. But if you like scary stories and you like podcasts like Lore, uh, you'll really enjoy this podcast. They do a really tremendous job, and uh, I cannot recommend them enough. So go check them out. If you like this episode, you can follow us on Twitter at Harley Paranormy with a Y, on Instagram at Harley Paranormal. You can like and join our Facebook group, Harley Paranormal, and subscribe, like, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments or want to send us suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at harleyparanormal at gmail.com. So we will see you next time, and remember, it's probably just the wind. Modest Yellow is the best.